Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Well, good morning, Real Presence Radio Land, and welcome to another uh, edition of Real Presence Live. My name is Jack Kennelly, and with me is my lovely wife, Doreen. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. And Doreen has uh, done some extensive research over the past several days and has come up with some more jokes. She's becoming famous for these jokes. And uh, I'm not sure if the name of the site where she gets them is called Bad Jokes or Dad Jokes. Bad Dad Jokes. Bad Dad Jokes, yes. <laughs> and we're going to dedicate that segment of the program, or at least those jokes, to Monsignor Gehring because uh, he's noted for that sort of thing himself and takes great pride in making you groan rather than laugh and i appreciate that so that's why i appreciate my senior gearing well for other reasons as well but uh it's uh i don't know if it's a lovely day here in fargo the snow has stopped we had to blow about uh, four inches out of the driveway and the sidewalks but we made it here without any problem so it is kind of a nice day the snow is pretty and uh, you know hasn't turned into dark gray in the streets or anything like that and uh, we're looking forward to the next two hours with you. And we've got some wonderful guests coming up. And uh, Before we get started, though, we were able to be in Bismarck with our grandchildren over Christmas. Arrived early Christmas morning and spent a, about a day and a half with them. And they love to listen to Real Presence Radio, uh, especially this show, especially when their grandparents are, <laughs> are hosting and one of our granddaughters asked us to be sure and say hello to them this morning. So, hello, Maria, Franny, Evelyn, Jack, and Cecilia. Yes, and we did engage in a little bit of a kind of a self-imposed quarantine before we went there. So, we, you know, we're relatively uh, safe. <laughs> and it was, a, it was a wonderful time. So, hi, guys. Relatively is sort of a play on words that's too. what's coming at you later <laughs> on everybody so stand by there's just more of the hilarity <laughs> okay well do you want to introduce our first guest Dream? yes it's my great pleasure to introduce to you a dear friend and mentor and um, priest of our diocese monsignor gregory slushelman good morning monsignor good morning jack and Dory. So welcome. Um, and he's sporting a mustache, <laughs> which we've never seen before. <laughs> it's minus the rest of the goatee. Right. Mustache. Yeah. Yes. Looks good though. Yes. Does look puts very another good. ten years on you. It looks like you're about forty three right now. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody no. will believe that. No. Um, so Monsignor, um, you'll be sharing with our listeners a little bit about the prayer form of Lexio Divina. Mm -hmm. But before that, could you just introduce yourself to to our listeners, tell you a little bit about yourself. Yeah, right, sure. After we pray. Why, why don't, yeah, let's pray, and then, yeah. uh, and then we'll do that. So in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Heavenly Father, we, we recognize your presence, and thank you for the great gift of your beloved Son, Jesus, who was born in Bethlehem of Mary, and who came into this world in order to be our Savior, and who delights in being with us and longs to walk with us along the pathways of our lives. 
Help us to welcome him during this octave of Christmas ever more deeply, to allow him to live his life, the mystery of his goodness, of his truth, of his beauty within us, not only for our salvation, but for the salvation of all those who might be in our lives, whom we might encounter along the way. May the Holy Spirit fill us with his peace and protect us, safeguard us always in the hearts of Mary and Jesus. And so we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, Mother of God, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Monsignor. That was beautiful. Almost meditative. <laughs> Thank you. Good lead-in. Oh. Um, so, would you please just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, those who don't know you? Sure. So, I'm a, so I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo, um, ordained in 1993, and uh, served in uh, various capacities. Uh, currently, I'm uh, serving happily at uh, St. Paul Newman Center, um, which serves the students, faculty, and staff of NDSU. And um, there I serve in, in a, a variety of, of ways, um, obviously helping with the sacramental life, uh, spiritual direction, uh, formational opportunities. Um, I also teach a class on campus. Uh, this just finished this last semester, the Catholic view of the human person um, under religious studies, and, uh, and also monitor and <clears throat> um, work with a, a bioethics class, a Catholic bioethics class that we also offer to our students. So, so I serve in a lot of capacities, and uh, it's, it's a real joy and, uh, and a wonderful privilege to work with uh, young adults at this stage in their life, which is such a short, small window. We have them just for a few years, and um, and then they're off to, you know, to live their careers, to live their vocations, to, you know, to uh, spread out, if you will. So, um, it's like a golden opportunity for us to hopefully help them to encounter Jesus in this time of their life, so that for the rest of their lives, wherever they may go, uh, they may continue to encounter Him and live their life with Him. That's, you've got so many responsibilities, they can't even encapsulate it into any kind of a singular title, can they? <laughs> yeah, titles. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you know, it must be interesting, though, the, the campus ministry has, has to be a lot different than from a parish just because of the, uh, the transitory nature of uh, your, your uh, congregation, if you will. Yes, that's very true. So I'm in now in my seventh year, and... It, it took a few years, obviously, for me to start to really notice that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, I'm, you know, you start to see the turnover. Students come, and then, and then all of a sudden they're telling you they're graduating yeah. in the spring. And like, well, okay, wait a minute. You just got yeah. here. Um, so you do begin to see that um, more and more um, in terms of, I mean, I'm experiencing that because I'm there longer. Um, but it does heighten the, uh, the importance of taking advantage of the opportunity that is presented. Right. Well, I, the statistics that you know were that are coming out in the last several years, or maybe the last ten or twenty years, about you know how the faith of uh, young people entering college seems to dissipate shortly after they get on campus. Yes. And so, all the more important for you know Newman centers to to be out there. Yeah, it is. It's it's crucial because if they encounter Christ in this time in their lives the likelihood is that they, they will stay, they will continue to grow in their faith, you know, wherever they may go. Um, if they don't, 
the statistics are really um, very discouraging because if they don't if they don't somehow meet Jesus in this time, it's to the tune of eighty plus percent that they will not practice faith for the rest of their lives, and therefore also not hand on the faith to their children, which is also obviously you know for the vast majority of them they'll probably get married and and have a family and. If they're not if they're not in relationship with Christ, uh, they're not going to enable or help their their children to do the same. So I think at this time I'm going to put in a little plug for all the uh, Newman centers in our listening area and all the uh, college ministries that are out there as well for our listeners that uh, that support them. They are they are good to support, and it's a real crying need of the church at this time. It, it really is. And we're so grateful for all the support. We have so so many benefactors, and I'm sure that there are many other of the Newman Centers around our region that that experience the same thing, and it's it's a great thing. And, you know, it occurs to me, too, that it's just beautiful the way NDSU, a secular university, um, you know, you mentioned the Catholic Studies program, that they're allowing people to actually live their Catholic faith on campus. It, I mean, that's the way it appears, you know, as a spectator. Yes, yeah. I mean, we've had, um, I, I'd say, on the whole, marvelous co- cooperation from um, uh, those in authority there at NDSU with respect to um, uh, making available these classes, for example, being able, obviously, to also exercise ministry. So, you know, as many people know, we're uh, we're building a new church, we're building a new mm-hmm. facility, and so as a temporary uh, way of living uh, and and trying to being you know close to to the students, we've um, we have our Sunday mass. Uh, during the school year, during the semesters, um, on campus at Century Theater. Well, so they, so we're allowed to do these kinds of things that enable us to be with the students on campus, be with the faculty as well, um, and also to, you know, hopefully in- occasion an opportunity for them to meet Jesus. Which brings us right into the reason that you're here, Monsignor. <clears throat> One of those beautiful ways in which we can um, foster and that encounter with Christ by um, passing on that prayer form of Lexio Divina. So, would you tell us a little bit about the history of Lexio? Sure, Lexio. Lexio really probably goes back to. Um, I mean, we don't have the term. Obviously, it's a Latin term that means uh, Lexio means read, reading. Uh, divina is divine, so divine reading or sacred reading. Sometimes it's it's labeled, um, but it probably goes back to to. Um, Old Testament times where, you know, there's so many references in, in the prophetic literature, in the wisdom literature, um, of an encouragement by the sacred authors for the people of Israel to ponder, to meditate upon the Word of God. And so it's hard to imagine uh, that there was not, among many, um, a practice of contemplatively, meditatively um, allowing the Word of God to speak to their hearts. Um, when it came time for for you know this the time for the incarnation that we're celebrating you know and the manifestation of of the Son of God you know at Bethlehem and Nazareth and in their, his whole public ministry, uh, Jesus of course puts great emphasis upon what God has to say, and and so Christianity took that um, took that to heart, and over the centuries certainly in the Desert Fathers probably the most obvious. Um, institution, if you can call it that, uh, where they would, um, these monks like St. Anthony the Great uh, would go out into the desert and um, in addition to doing ascetical practices like fasting, etc., manual labor, they would spend the vast majority of their time pondering over Scripture. 
praying with Scripture uh, and and allowing the Word of God to enter into their hearts and to take flesh. To, to you know that we say, you know, in the prologue of Saint John, the Word became flesh. Well. Lexio Divina, in a sense, is a way of allowing that to happen for us in in an interior spiritual way. And then I think it became probably most um, um, moved along, if you will, or encouraged and, and became more widespread with the Benedictines. Uh, St. Benedict, like the tradition um, that he stood in, uh, valued the Word of God. It became the mainstay of the interior life of a Benedictine. And so monastic life... Um, really gave a great impetus to Lexio Divina, and probably the term Lexio Divina is derived from St. Benedict's uh, practice, um, where the rule makes very clear that the Word of God has a prominence. Um, and so that monastic life would would spread it among its own members, but then also to to others around, and then, you know, all the way down to our day where it's seeing, a, I think in the last 20, 30 years, it's seen a, a great resurgence, and that's a great gift for everyone, not just a monastic or a priest or mm-hmm. someone like that. You know, as you were talking about, you know, we could trace the roots way back into the Old Testament. Um, it just made me think of today's gospel, Anna, the prophetess. She had to have been contemplating the Word of God in order for her to be able to speak the words she did to Mary. Yes, and, and, and if you think like Mary herself, um, you know, the antiphon for midday prayer and during this octave is is that she Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. Well, that's a perfect description of laxity. Mm. Um, and it's really, it, it really is, uh, the, the, the medievals like to call it, um, the medieval theologians and monastics would call it um, ruminating on the Word of God, meaning that a person would take a very short phrase, I mean, a, a sentence, a, you know, a couple of verses at the most, not a, you know, sometimes people say, well, I, you know, I took all the readings for Sunday. It's like, okay, that's way too much. Um, just a, a short amount, and to ruminate, to, to like chew on it, to allow the word to echo in my heart in such a way that it, it occasions that encounter and the grace of receiving whatever it is that the, the Lord wants to say. What I think is interesting about Lexio is, you know, number one, it's not just the idea of open the Bible and Put your finger down and, you know, think about that. Because with, with my luck, I'd, I'd end up in the genealogy of Jesus. And it's like, <laughs> okay, thanks a lot. But, but also, it's not the idea of, you know, trying to find out the meaning or the, the, the historical context and all that. It's kind of like, what is God saying to me? Because I know sometimes when you get into groups that kind of do this, it, 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 it kind of devolves into discussions about what does this particular passage mean? The an- analysis of the scripture, rather yeah, than, right? right. And we're we're coming up on a break here in just a few seconds, so maybe we should save that for for after the break. And uh, Eli will take us away for just a minute, but don't go away because there's more to come with Monsignor Schleschelman and uh, other guests on the Real Presence Live for this uh, Wednesday morning. And we're happy to have you. Stay with us. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. In this world of suffering and pain, we've all experienced loss, especially the death of someone we love. And it's never harder than it is with suicide. In our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and for You, we want to be able to help you. 
We know that the pain and suffering is great, but we also know that we, we can get through it. So please visit suicideandhope.com to learn more. Thank you. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with an end-of-year gift planning tip. With the end of the year approaching, a charitable gift can help you support our mission and receive tax benefits. In addition to gifts of cash, here is a gift strategy worth considering. Gifts of appreciated assets such as securities or real estate are an excellent way for you to help our cause. Securities may be transferred directly to us, while real estate is transferred through a deed. These gifts will not affect your cash flow, and they provide the following tax benefits. A charitable deduction to help you save on taxes, a bypass of federal and state capital gains taxes, and an avoidance of tax on net investment income. To learn more about these strategies and the benefits of making an end-of-year gift, please call or visit our website today at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. For more than 20 years, the University of Mary has watched students thrive through affordable, flexible, and formative online education programs. Now, we are delighted to announce the expansion of these offerings with the robust portfolio of advanced education options created intentionally for the Catholic working professional. Our programs offer accelerated formats with classes beginning every five weeks throughout the year and the potential for a return on your investment in the very first year. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to our interesting and uplifting segment of Real Presence Live this morning. I'm Jack Kennelly, and with me is... Doreen Kennelly, and we've been uh, talking with... uh, Monsignor Schleschelman, who has so many things to do uh, in his ministry that he doesn't even have a title, so we will just call him priest of the uh, Diocese of Fargo, (laughs) assigned to the St. Paul's Newman Center at North Dakota State University in Fargo, North Dakota. Is that a long enough title? That's that's quite long enough. Are you feeling good? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's take up where we left off. Green. Jack mentioned the the struggle we have sometimes in praying Lexio um, with allowing <clears throat> excuse me allowing the words speak to us versus going to that place in our mind that wants to analyze what we've just read from from sacred scripture. Um, but before we talk more about that, um, would it be good to go through and, and kind of describe the steps in Lexio so our listeners sure. can understand what we're referring to? Sure. Okay. Um, well, there's um, I would say there's there's probably the easiest way to think about it is six steps. The traditional four that are mentioned uh, in many, many different settings, um, in a sense, presuppose and assume um, a, a, an introduction and a conclusion, if you will. And I'd like to include that because I do think it sets the stage um, for this. So the first is is to, and this would be true of any kind of contemplative or, or meditative type prayer for us to once we've arrived at the place, the physical place where we're going to pray, um, kind of settled in, to acknowledge the presence of God, to recognize that this is a moment for me to encounter the living God. 
And a phrase that, that, uh, that one author uses that I think is very helpful is to look at God looking at me. To really pause for a moment, and it could be seconds, whatever, uh, to, to let God, let the gaze of the loving gaze of God really actually impact me. And to slow down, to just quiet down, slow down, and realize this is a moment to be with him exclusively. And to, to ask him for whatever grace uh, seems to surface in our hearts. You know, what, what do we desire? What do we deeply desire? Sometimes we don't ask. We don't, um, you know, St. Therese said we don't ask enough. We don't ask for enough of what God wants to give and can give. And so it's really good for us at the beginning of prayer to ask him, to, like children who trust in their loving Father, to ask him for what they sense they need. And it doesn't have to be the most important thing. It can be uh, something more court, you know, ordinary, but at the same time, it's important for us to be in that habit of expressing what we deeply desire to God. So that's like the introduction. Then the, the and honestly, if at any moment we find ourselves just kind of taken up and deeply consoled and, you know, really deeply encountering the Lord, we should just stay there. We don't need to rush on. We, it's not about getting done all the steps. Uh, it's about being with Him. And whatever helps us to be with Him uh, in a very peaceful and consoling way, we should just stay there. So the second step, though, is... Um, Basically, uh, a reading of the text. So if it's like, let's say it's that text from St. Luke, you know, that I mentioned earlier, you know, Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. Okay, so maybe I'm just going to take the second half of that phrase. Pondered them in her heart. So I just very slowly let those words, it's like I say them interiorly, and, and, and let them, you know, in a sense, echo in my heart. You know, just I, I let, like... I get the savor, the flavor of those words um, to dry just what is actually being said. And if something strikes me there, then to stay with that, let's say the word ponder is something that I'm drawn to. Okay, well then allow uh, oneself to, to just stay with that one word and let that word just echo, you know, just to ruminate on it, like as I mentioned, you know, to to really just get a feel for the word in such a way that I'm available to God to speak through that one word or one phrase, whatever it is that he may want to say. And I may have nothing, seemingly, nothing to do with the word ponder. It may be something very different. It might lead me, you know, suddenly I might be imagining, um, like we were talking about during the break, might bring me back to a memory, you know, from my childhood or from, you know, several years ago that where the Lord wants to bring healing and forgiveness and, um, or encouragement or enlightenment. I mean, so it's, the idea is that it's an avenue for the Lord. We're being disposed and open to listening, and this is the key, to what he has to say. Yeah, maybe, Doreen, maybe your story that up from the break, the boat, would be a good one for our listeners. Oh, um, yeah, a priest uh, years ago um, when I was first learning to pray, Lexio shared the story of a man who was having his first experience, and I don't know what the scripture passage was that he was praying with, but the word boat was what um, caught his attention. And he thought, boat? Well, and he trusted, and he went with it, and you know, just spent that time, like you said, Monsignor, just repeating the word boat. And then as he was doing that, um, 
a memory surfaced of an experience he had had, I believe, with his father in a boat where he was hurt by his father and he needed the grace of healing and probably maybe the grace of forgiveness. And and so by trusting that that word that doesn't seem like a holy word at all, <laughs> the word boat, um, he trusted, he followed, and the Holy Spirit really filled him with what God wanted to give to him, and he received that which was given. And I, and I think that that's a, you make a, a really great point. It's a great story because it does illustrate the fact that God will use any word. It can mm-hmm. seem an inconsequential, unspiritual thing, you know, fence, boat, uh, you know, it was four o'clock. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. these things may say, well, okay, that's not about God and, you know, being holy. No, it's the Word of God and it's living. And, and therefore, anything in Scripture can be an avenue for God to address whatever He wants to address in our lives. And the idea is that our, our task, if you will, is, uh, is to be open, to be disposed, to listen. And I think listening is the, is the challenge, is that we, we find it hard to, to listen. That's why external silence is so important for us in our lives. We need that. Um, but secondly, the only reason why we do external silence ultimately is so that we learn interior silence, which is, which is more challenging because there's so much going on in us. I think another thing that's important for our listeners to understand, too, is that the, uh, the reading, if you read it once, nothing jumps out, read it again. Nothing jumps out. Read it again, only maybe slower. I mean, it, it's not like something's going to jump out at you. I mean, I've had to go through readings many times, and sometimes I have to go on to another one. And another, and another point I, I think is important that's kind of been helpful to me is rather than, you know, the idea of open the Bible, let it open, and put your finger on a verse, uh, we have daily readings from the Mass that I think are a good place to go. If, if, if someone wants to have kind of a... Uh, a text to look at without having to think, okay, what should I read today? That's a, yeah, that's a great idea. But to, with, with the, the, the advisory of taking a very small portion of it. Right, yeah. To not try and tackle the whole thing. No, Even I, in daily readings, you know, there's, yeah. there's quite a bit of scripture that's given. Yeah. Um, but it's a great way because then, by, especially if they do that before they go to Mass, for example, um, and this would certainly be true of the Sunday readings, you know, the week before is the best time in in one sense to 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 do lexio divina with with the a portion of the readings of the sunday we're we're coming up on time and we've got four more steps steps <laughs> okay so the first so the first one was to to listen in in, in to to le- it's called lexio so the reading the basic reading the second one is meditation and that's where i in a sense i slipped i moved into that in terms of taking that one word and really ruminating on that one word let's say that was the word you know the ponder um where I, I'm listening to not just what is being said, but what it might possibly being said to me. What is God saying to me in this word? That's step two. Step three is, is what is classically called oratio, so praying. So it's really the moment where I respond to God. Let's say he's, let's say he's asking of me when the, through this word ponder to simply slow down in my life, that my pace needs to slow down and I need to ponder more deeply what he's asking of me. Let's say that's the message that God is saying. Um, now's the moment, this third moment is, what am I gonna, how am I going to respond? What am I going to say to him in response? This is a relationship. This is a, a dynamic reality. 
And it's, he's not imposing anything, he's inviting. As Pope Benedict used to like to say, he's proposing. It's a beautiful way of saying it. Um, and then the fourth step is to, is to just rest in uh, the word that has been given to me, to rest in this being, this moment of being with the Lord, and, and in a sense to allow ultimately him to do the work. Because St. Ignatius of Loyola had a great way of, of looking at it. He said, we, it's, and I'm paraphrasing, basically the idea is that we're supposed to rest in the Lord's love while he labors in love for us. And that is so true when it comes to Lexio Divina, is that it's about, ultimately, God is doing the work. He wants us to be there and to receive what he's doing for us, namely revealing the truth and in giving us a deeper and greater gift of his love. Father Irma Sr., would there ever be uh, a situation where we um, need to know uh, what his voice sounds like Yes, uh, and that's probably the great challenge. And, and I think what I often tell people is this, is that uh, what will accompany the Lord is going to be peace, interior peace. Um, he will not make sure, he, he doesn't lead us into anxiety. He doesn't discourage us. No, what the Lord does is he gives us peace. And that's probably the great telltale tell, tell sign. But if somebody doesn't know, if they're not quite sure, I always suggest, well, ask him. Like, say, Jesus, I'm not sure that this is you. Help me to be certain that it really is. And always bring it back, and that would be true of any difficulty, distraction, confusion, that I would always bring it back to him. Two more steps? No, so no, the first one is... Oh, that was it. So okay, the, the, four, the four major oh, ones. Oh, you did the four major ones. After yes. the introduction, is to, right. to read, to meditate, to pray, to respond maybe, and then to rest. Okay. And then the, the last one is to give thanks and praise to him for the gift of this time and moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be the conclusion, if you will. Right. Um, Jack, you talked about reading the scripture over and over and over again. I often have the experience of getting, you know, one sentence in and then something's caught my attention. It's okay not to finish the passage of reading, Ab- right? Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. It's not about getting uh, a checklist done. It's about being with someone. So just like we're in a conversation, you know, I, yeah, I'm going to have coffee with my friend. You know, I'm going to, I need to talk about three things. Well, the conversation actually might never get past number one. And that's okay because, you know, it's about being with that person. It's not about getting something done or getting something out of it. Mm-hmm. Because there are going to be times when, when we do Lexio that we don't, it doesn't seem like it did anything. But we were spending time with him. We were making ourselves available to him. And that is, is extremely important. And one other thing that I would just mention quickly is that there are a lot of resources out on the web uh, that one can find really solid uh, places, and, but also a, a very good description of the four you know, main steps of Lexio are found in Benedict, uh, Pope Benedict's encyclical on the Word of God. Um, he does a really very simple, straightforward uh, job of, here, here, here are the steps. He encourages it for all the members of the church, for all the baptized. Um, so it's a great resource. Okay, well, we're coming up on the break, but before that, could you give us a quick blessing, Monsignor? Certainly. Uh, the Lord be with you. And, and with, with your, your spirit. spirit. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And coming up, he's ministering to those in prison, and we'll be talking with Deacon Stu Longton next on Real Presence Live. Stay tuned. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live 
where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 